Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, bonus episode. Hi, Eric. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Lorehammer. Eric. This is a bonus episode. Eric. What? Hi. Oh my god. Uh, this is a bonus episode, so if you don't care about things that aren't story related, switch us off. But if you care about me, switch us off. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off, oh god! Uh, my name is Eric. Oh, yeah. That's Mark. <laughs> Uh, this is Jordan. And joining us once again for the last time is Christian. For is the last time. Christian, for the last time. I'm just going to change my name. Can How you do you keep killing our assassins that we send after you? It, don't, don't tell him. Oh, you didn't know? I don't know. That's why my car exploded. <laughs> um, but today we are going to talk about um, our hobby and what we are actually doing, our works in progress, now, our babies. By our hobby, do you mean our hobby, yeah. the royal R, as in mine and Eric's? It's my or, hobby. Or is it Christian's hobby as well? I allow uh, you guys to join in. I, I mean to talk about Lorehammer's hobby, so uh, I guess not Christian. Yeah. yeah. So why did we have him here? I don't know. Who I keeps inviting him? I think him? he just showed up. I don't know what Warhammer is, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, You're a Conan guy. What is a Warhammer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's a war and a hammer. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Does anyone want to start with what they are doing first? Mark, <laughs> thanks for volunteering. <laughs> You're welcome. I totally raised my hand. Um, so what are, you, what are you doing right now? What are you working on? Right now, I, I, I jump between a lot of projects constantly. Well, you have a, a kind of like an over goal. Like you have a goal that you've been doing yeah, for a while. Yeah, now. like my goal is madness, and I figure I'm about 95% there. It's pretty evident, too. <laughs> Self-evident. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, I'm hoping to reach 100% by the end of this week. But so I kind of jump in between a bunch of projects. Like uh, one of my projects is like my Imperial Knight household. Uh, another one is... Um, like painting all my 500 point armies that I kind of have is just like demo armies. So when people come over and they don't play, I have all these armies that somebody can kind of do. Do you want to kind of like explain what those are? 
Is that was literally what he did, Christian? Five hundred no. point demo armies for people who have never played and don't own. They can come over and play them. But they're yeah. one of every race. Yeah, like yeah. So thing. I got a Space Marine. I got Imperial. Yeah. Guard. Well, I got... he wasn't done explaining. <laughs> well, Eric, if so you stop I'm, interrupting him, I'm at ninety seven percent madness. We're yes. one step closer, boys. Um, yeah. So like, I have that project where most of it, I'd say probably like seventy five percent of it is built. How many of them are completely done? Uh, two. Which are? My Demiurg and my Tyranids. So how many models do you field in a 500-point Demiurg army? Uh, 11. And how many models do you field in a 500-point Tyranid army? Uh, 37? Yeah, that's crazy, hey? The, like, the point variance. No, and more than that, it. actually, like 40, well, 40 plus. Demiurg has no rules. No, but... So uh, what did you use? Their Space Marine Cataphracti Terminators. Okay. Because uh, they, they move slower, they're heavily armored, they got the 2-plus armor save, and they're, like, just big bulking, like, yeah. I, I even I even I wouldn't use the a, word big for Demiurg, I guess. No, <laughs> no. I, I posted, actually, a photo of your Demiurg. I've seen that, yeah. I thought, huh. Terrible lighting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it doesn't capture the, okay. the depth of the painting. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so... I'm doing that, and then uh, really that's kind of what's been keeping me busy for the last, like... I mean, it's a lot of armies. Y- yeah, like, I, I don't know, there's probably, like, 20 armies that we have. Because, like, just like with the Demiurg, there's a bunch of other races that me and Christian came up with that, like, there are models for. Like, Mantic Games has, like, rat people. So, like, we're, we're incorporating them in, and they'll use, like, Dark Eldar, like, poison-type weapons and, like... Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so you're, ha- you're doing things that there aren't necessarily rules for? Yeah, just to kind of, like, flesh out 40k, because fucking Space Marines, I've had enough yeah, of them. Yeah, like, it's way too big of a representation in a galaxy that has literally hundreds of other races. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we're learning about, yeah. so... So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, right right this minute, I'm I just bought a Chaos Terminator box set tonight. And uh, that'll finish off, like, my true scale Chaos Space Marine Army for 500 points. It is amazing um, how upset and easily triggered Mark gets. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to true scale, because you've been on a true scale kick for a long time now. Years, ever since. Yeah, ever since you found out about it. You've liked it. Yeah. Um, But then they released Primaris Marines, which are, like, the same size as a true scale. (laughs) But... He can't stand Primaris Marines. I will not so give them my money. Every, every, I will buy $60 box set Terminator legs. Just use the Terminator legs. Throw the rest into the bits bin. At least then Let my Christian money. fight over the bits. Yeah, then at least my money's going to something worthwhile, not <laughs> Primaris Marines. And, and so all I'll do is, like, I'll see, like, um, his true scales on the shelf. And I'm like, oh, cool. You got Primaris Marines? <laughs> yeah, so. It's the perfect trigger. Yeah. He's a little closer to madness that way. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that I do is I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. Lord of the Rings. Okay. So I just bought some Lord of the Rings guys today too. And uh, yeah, you have a couple of those armies on your shelf too. Uh, yeah, the currently they're resting in plastic bags, but they will go up on the shelf again eventually. There's the Goblin one. No. Oh, on the shelf. you took it off. Yeah. I see. I see. But yeah, like, and I want to do the same similar co- uh, kind of thing where I collect. Uh, I'm not sure what the standard point game yeah, is. Yeah, but you want to, like, like uh, you pick a consistent amount and you build an army of yeah. each race around that amount. Yeah, or each faction. I have, like, 14 good and 14 evil planned. Like, Jeez, fucking funny. madness. I have t- too much free time, too much free money. 
not enough adult supervision. <laughs> so, yeah, I can only be at your house like two or three times a yeah. week. Mark. Yeah, like, and and the wife doesn't even know the garage exists. Like, no. <laughs> she's never been in it. She doesn't even know it's on our property. Like, <laughs> he always just says it's the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't even own it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. a lot of work cut out for you. It is, but it's like, you know. If I don't die this year, you know, I'll have the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, 27 Club. <laughs> or would you well, die in this year? 27 Club. Oh, you're 27? I'm 28. Oh, you've already <laughs> passed it. Yeah. You're oh, past you're your fine. prime. You're yeah, on yeah, the other yeah, side. Well, that's why I'm saying if I don't die this year. You're, you're on the decline already. Yeah. Your life is declining. Yeah. And, and with me, everything in excess. So I'll either die this year or yeah. I'm going to live to 208. You, <laughs> you, you know, like one way or the other. You like your entire first, first year to 28, you were building up. And now you get to degrade. Perfect. So that is sad for you. <laughs> I just want you to know that. My peak is going to be like when I'm 50. Oh. So then I'll have, uh, I have a lot it's longer funny that he rise. thinks he has a peak. <laughs> I have no peak. I'll just continue to grow. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I like to hear. Um, the one thing um, that I'm doing for my shelf armies is for my Imperial factions, I'm doing uh, Space Marines, Imperial Guard, Inquisition, which includes Grey Knights, Death Watch, and Sisters of Battle. I'm upset that you included the Grey Knights in there. But I get why you did it. I just don't like that you did it. I'll fucking kill you. And then also <laughs> I'll have Mechanicum. And then for the Traitors, I'll have Heretic Astartes. I'll have uh, Demons. I'll have Renegade Militia, so like Renegade Imperial Guard. And then the final one will be Dark Mechanicum. And, yeah, like, each one of them has, like, its opposite, like, Space Marines, Chaos Space Marines. Right. You know? And then the one that is kind of interesting is Demons and then the Inquisition. Like, that's kind of, like, their specialty army. Well, like, it is. They're not, like... One-third of the Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) At least. Wait, what? Why? What? Well, because the Ordo Xenos doesn't care about them. Neither does the the Ordo Hereticus. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're, like... I'm just saying it's, like, a specialized... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. So, here's the poll that I'm going to take that all... I don't know, 87 of you out there that message me. That's a lot of people. Holy crap. I wish. So far, I'm up to 40. <laughs> Jeez. No. Uh, I'm going to do all my loyalist ranged weapons. Like, I'm going to do, like, a very ranged heavy theme. Like, even my space marines. Like, I won't have assault marines. And then my chaos, I'm going to do all, like, um, like close combat themed. Because, like, one of the points of, like, these shelf armies is so when I bring a new person in, they can look at the shelf and be like, oh, yeah, like, and they can kind of get the instant vibe. Yeah, of what you get the, the theme of what the yeah, army is. Yeah, exactly. So, like, a Tau gun line, you know, like, I give that theme with the army. So, let me know if I should do all ranged for uh, Loyalists and all melee for my chaos. Um, please, when you're answering back, say no, because then he would have to change so much of his armies. I accept that. I would be happy. Like, because the other option would be, like, to build them, like, uh, balanced. Yeah, yeah, like yeah flexible you have some of the way they yeah, are like, table. Because, like, Chaos Space Marines, they, they do use bolters. You of know, course. they're not just close combat psychopaths, but yeah. it just gives that more chaos vibe in my mind. But. It, and, like, Mark isn't kidding when he says he'll change. Like, I was looking at a Dreadnought that he had done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like a chaos one, and it was really well done. But I'm looking at it, and it has, like, a, an undermounted flamer on one of the sides. And I'm looking at the fuel line, 
and uh, for the flamer, and it was a conversion, right? It wasn't didn't come with it. No, I, I don't think it did. No, so I'm looking not. at it, and I'm like, where does this fuel line go, Mark? <laughs> and he just he grabs the model, looks at it for two seconds, huh. and then as he looks in my eyes, he just rips the flamer off and throws it in the bits bin. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't mean take it off. I just wanted to know. <laughs> Very serious about uh, people nitpicking his armies. Yeah, like uh, I try to make them good, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's funny. Like if you point out one wrong thing, he's like, "It's not done." I guess <laughs> we'll go change it. Yeah, um, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll do one project. I'll cycle through, and then you know, as I you get, get bored of that one, and yeah, you go to the next one. Exactly. At that's, least, at least painting has gotten a lot easier. It seems for you. Yeah, I finally kind of learned how to paint. So like, you, there's these things. I don't know if you heard about them, but they're called paint brushes. Yes. I have. I've recently discovered them. You stopped using tax. Hey? I stopped <laughs> using tax. Yes, and I find they do the trick. Um, I don't know what they're like. Are they makeup brushes originally, or like what are they originally used for? Uh, art, I believe, is the correct term. Ah, never heard of it. Don't think I like the sound of it either. <laughs> but, I yeah, don't that, agree. <laughs> that's that's kind of my life. Yeah. Well, when it comes to forty k, no, 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 that's his whole life. life. Yeah, no. That's cool. It's a good one. Uh, Christian, what are you working on right now? So, uh, if you guys recall on our very first episode, I believe it was, or one of our earlier episodes, um, our boards needed to be redone. Needed yeah, to be. Yeah, because I defiled them. Because <laughs> Mark defiled <laughs> them repeatedly. Times. Um, so, we went ahead and invested in. Um, that's so a great word too. Invested. 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 It's a long-term investment. <laughs> it's a loss. That's it's, how you're gonna return on that investment. I'm sure. <laughs> That's how I convinced Mark to front the cash for it. Um, it's an investment. <laughs> I like the sounds of that. Yeah. So we went. You ahead. just have to sign up seven of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> get them to buy boards, yeah. and you know you get seven new boards. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, we bought a bunch of secret weapon miniatures boards. Um, so currently, what's I'm, cool about them is that they snap into place with the other boards. Yeah. Because that so, was a consistent problem i noticed with ours is that you shuffle them around and you lose millimeters and when it comes to us we're assholes and (laughs) when you're measuring millimeters matter matter. (laughs) for sure i like that millimeters matter yeah that'll be our tagline (laughs) because it's a will not be mine you want to you want to plaster your face on that one on that quote (laughs) (laughs) oh anyways yeah that could be your quote for this episode (laughs) you got it millimeters matter (laughs) Yeah, so that's been uh, my thing is uh, painting up those boards. Since yeah, uh, like, do you remember what we what boards we got? I forget what they're called. Yeah, I don't remember the exact transfer, but one is almost like a junk world, so it's got like lots of scrap, like metal scrap debris and stuff on it, and then the other one's like a city fight board with streets. Yeah. And, and then at the end of this month, we're going to buy either like a... Uh, Grassland or the ruins? I think we're going to go with ruins. Ruins, yeah. But no. So we, we'll have like these one foot we'll by them one all foot tiles. Eric. Yeah, we will. And then, yeah, they're one foot by one foot tiles, and they all clip together and they rotate. You, you guys know the deal. Yeah. You've all done forty k. Yeah, I, I like them better than the GW boards because the GW boards are, are a lot larger, and yeah, these ones are a lot more versatile with how you can rotate pieces and stuff yeah. like that. And, and you can mix and match them too. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you can have yeah. half dirt, half you know city if you wanted to. Or, the yeah. the only thing um, that I find is not. R- like I don't really like about the boards. Like the boards are really sweet. I like them. Yeah. My only gripe about them is the terrain on them. Like it's so with cover, that seems to be like one of the biggest fights we always have is what counts as cover? How do you know your guy is getting it? Get down line of sight, see if he's actually getting his line of sight. Yeah. Um but with these boards, like especially the ones you're doing right now, is they're not very flat. 
right? They're hilly and bumpy. So then it's all I can see is my mind is me shouting that my guys get cover and Mark being like, no. So you ever think that that's a personal issue that you need to work on? No. If you're not the at only all. one that has this problem. It's not just me <laughs> because it takes two to tango. Yeah, but one, one person is right and the other person's wrong. I'm right. <laughs> we, we've never even played a game on these boys. I know, we haven't. That's just well, the only thing you, I Eric. <laughs> That's not covered. <laughs> uh, also, like, laying down terrain. Yeah. Like, let's say we get, like, a, a building with, like, a straight edge wall. It won't f- sit we, perfectly. We've played with it a little bit. There's it, it will work. Like, when I feel like the, you just put it on the seams. Yeah, almost like that. Like, because when you put the one foot by one foot tiles, like... They yeah, match you, on the you, edge. You got more, more space. Nice. And... Like, really, the terrain only covers, like, I think, like, not even half of them have, like, a terrain feature on them. Yeah, oh, so okay. you have some that are blanks. Yeah, that's cool. But, okay, that sounds I, a lot better. I haven't seen all the pieces. There's a lot of boards. Yeah, we so. got, like, 32 boards. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but a lot of variety, which is cool. But the interesting thing about these boards that I'd like you to talk about, I guess, is um, there's kind of a narrative behind it all. So, why don't you tell us more about that, Mark? Okay, let me set you a. St- let me set the setting for you. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. <laughs> All right, go. Perfect. So we're, we're making this planet because we no longer want to play just like games for the sake of playing games. We want to have like a narrative. But it's also kind of frustrating to like, oh, let's just play a pickup game. Let's come up with a narrative now. Now you guys, like, you know, it. it's nice to have just... Uh, always existing narrative regardless of something's fuzzing. Something sounds like it's going to blow up in the room. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have like uh, existing backstory so even if we don't feel like we want to make a backstory, there still will be the backstory of this planet. Right. So this planet um, it lies directly in never eat the, the galactic east of the, the great rift and it lies in the dead center of it but what happens is there's actually a stable uh, corridor through the rift, and this planet lies in the center. But on either end of the like the entryway to this planet, the rift can open and close. So it's kind of like this. Uh, like the- it's like a way stop, right? Like yeah. you're going through the tunnel, you enter reality again. Here's the planet, and then you yeah. pick your new destination. Yeah, out and of like because you could you you can go into the into like the safe area but the opposite side might not be open so right. you have to stop and spend time on this planet essentially until the other side opens up both sides can be closed too at the same time trapping right people. maybe you're stuck here for 10 minutes maybe you're stuck here for two years yeah exactly so on this planet um it's basically like every race in the galaxy in the galactic east kind of they don't really want control of the planet because it's more just like a stopping station but let's say, like Eric said, if you're trapped in this this uh, stable warp space for two years. And, and all of a sudden an opposing army shows up while you're yeah, waiting, yeah, exactly. you fight. You, you do fight over this planet. Um, but the goal, the end goal well, is not this planet. I think that holding the planet would make strategic sense. Like if yeah, you were to yeah. set up a stronghold on it, you would have a defensible position yeah, in and, order and, to fight back. And any, then you can mine its resources yeah. to, to build more stuff or whatever. So maybe the, the goal, it's not they don't want the planet because it has like they want the planet. They want it just because of it. Other people would want it. 
Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it has and value to other people, you need to remove that value but from it, them. But even it being a stable, well, semi-stable route through the maelstrom too, or not the maelstrom, yeah. but the great so race. It actually has some value. It has value to a lot of Strategic value. Yeah, strategic yeah. value to a lot of different races. So. Yeah. So, Which means it's really cool because you instantly have a reason for almost every race to want it. Yeah, exactly. Or to be in that area and yeah. for all of them to clash. And you can... You can play a game of orcs versus Eldar on this planet and feel perfectly justified doing this. You could even do, like, anything, really, that's... But literally, like, that anything. that's all you need. Like, yeah, like, an army is here and another one shows up. And Boom. they're both waiting for the opposite or the same side of the warp rift to open up so they can pass through. Yeah. Like, easy peasy. Or even have a three-way or four-way or nine-way, however you like to have, however many however ways. However many ways you want it. You know, <laughs> it's your way. Have it your way. Do you know the way? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so annoying. I hate that. I just had to, sorry. <laughs> yes, perfect. So the planet itself, um, like all these different armies have like occupied it at one point in time. So there'll be a reason to, when we're building terrain, have all these type of different armies terrain on it. Like you can have an orc junkyard on it and feel like, yeah, like at one point in time, the orcs occupied this planet, and that's why it's like now this junkyard. Or the Eldar were trapped here for 10 years, and they needed to build a city fortification to survive, or whatever. It just gives you that reason that these armies are fighting each other, besides just, let you want to play a game, Christian? Right, exactly. You know, like, Grab models without any reason, really, to Yeah, be there's just more backstory behind it without having to come up with a backstory on the spot. Yeah, I think it's or, really or cool. Or having to do like a campaign. Yeah, so that's kind of the board, like, or the the idea behind the planet. Yeah, yeah. So my main focus on it, like, is to do the painting of the board, um, and do all the terrain pieces that, like, we want to keep it flexible. We want to keep it so that, like, we can have different terrain that represents each of the Xenos races. So you know, you could have orc walls, or you could have Eldar walls, or you could, yeah. have, you know, Necron monoliths. And then you could also have like wreckage of all these things, and you could you know scatter them around whatever board you're playing on. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the. Are you planning on digging my monolith out of the bit spin? Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a wreckage. Actually, that's the one that I might not do. Like, because a monolith wouldn't it just? Uh... It would. They do crash, and they don't phase. Oh, they don't. No, not, oh, the, okay, not that I'm aware of. Oh, I'll have to read up on that. But yeah. if they don't phase, then yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. But I almost recommend Eric that you. You keep it. It's expensive. You, well, <laughs> you keep it. You destroy it for yourself, and then when when you play, play a game you and your monolith it. gets destroyed oh, by see, me in turn one, yeah, and yeah. then put this destroyed. How would you? I, I literally am covered in fucking necrodermis. Uh, okay, I own a warlord titan. I'll find a way. <laughs> I was waiting for Jordan's little Chuckle. find a way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know the way? <laughs> I hate that. Uh, anyways, sorry, I totally interrupted you. Oh no, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say on that. Yeah, so you're like our board guy right now. You're a dedicated. Yeah, the one thing have... we wanted to do is like we all have a certain style when we paint. Yeah. So we wanted to keep it consistent. So one of us ended up getting stuck with painting all the boards. Stuck or blessed or volunteered, <laughs> voluntold, voluntold. <laughs> um, commissioned. You've been yeah, I, and I was conscripted. Uh, yes. Yes. You're familiar with that. Yeah, Imperial Guard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I do love doing terrain. Like terrain is, I enjoy doing it. So, could have picked a. I, I volunteered for it. In all yeah. honesty, and I was the one that was pushing for new boards. So I will take the burden. Of painting yeah. it. You've painted maybe four or five. 
Yeah, I have like a it's bunch. It's been pretty consistent too. Yeah, I've been impressed prime. by his progress actually. Yeah. But they they're turning yeah. out pretty pretty good. Like you're not done yet, but no. yeah. the 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 direction that you're going is sweet. Like so he's working on the scrapyard one. Yeah, right that's now. the first one I'm working on, yeah. And uh yeah, it's just like brown dirty dirt with like rusted metal like scrap everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm trying to keep it within a certain color palette. Um just so that it looks consistent across all the boards. Oh, that's what you're doing? Well, like I pick like a. I'm sword. colorblind. I don't. <laughs> this whole time, that's why you play Necron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no color. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So each kind of area of terrain is going to have like its theme, right? Obviously, the junk world is going to be mostly dirt, and then like a lot of silvers and metallic colors. Yeah. With like highlights of certain primary colors, we'll have the city fight board. There'll be a lot of grays and blacks and things yeah, like that. But then, like the city fight board also has like ruptured craters in it. Yeah. So, so the way we're gonna do this since it all takes place on the same planet i want to use the same palette kind of you know subbing out certain colors like uh highlight colors so that across all the boards regardless of your if you're playing on a city fight if you're playing like yeah. on the junk world or on the planes or if you're playing half city half junk yeah world. exactly that they can all kind of blend together so that they look like they belong it's not like you have you know this yellowish sand looking board like right up against a snowboard that doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense i don't like that so yeah, we're just trying to make it the best way that we can blend any combination of any of the boards and it all kind of fits. Yeah. Question for everyone who plays. Um, what is your what's the favorite like theme of board you've ever played on? Like what's the one you thought was best? And if you could play on any themed board, describe the setting it would look like to me. Mark, go for it. What's what's the best board you've ever played on? Um, like what's the favorite one? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, like, okay. so my, oh, okay. Sorry. Well, no, yeah. like way back in the day, like so, when I first started, yeah. remember you had those wood boards Yeah, yeah. and there was like permanent structures on them. Yeah. So there was this one, it was like a five story building or something or a four story mm. building and like a quarter of it had completely crumbled and you literally just took sprues and you just glued sprues until it was a pile and then you fitted things in it. It was like the building had crumbled yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my, it was one of my favorite ones to play on because mm. there was no other tall buildings around. Yeah. Right. And yeah. every single time we play it's always just these ruined buildings yeah but i really liked that one specific because it wasn't just like one one standing st- half of a building with no terrain around it like i yeah i tried yeah to mark has an like, obsession with making the complete building look as if it had collapsed instead of being very barren around like yeah. single walls so that's the favorite one i've ever played on now if i could choose to play on anything it would be an unspoiled metropolis area city I would love to play with skyscrapers. Well, Eric, if you give me uh, $600, I can make that happen <laughs> But for I you. think, to me, that would be one of the coolest things ever. I have never played on a board with that much line of sight breaking. Hmm. Yeah, where everything's just tall and it's... Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then, um, like, what happens if you, like... Maybe we create rules of what would happen if you destroy a building. Yeah. And we could swap out boards or swap out terrain features for yeah. it. To me, that would be one of my favorite. One of the things I would love to do is play on a board like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about mythical boards, <laughs> <laughs> um, collective I'm laughter. I've lately eh? been really obsessed with Ocean Worlds in 40K because I think it's an area that's <laughs> it's totally 3D. unexplored. It's 3D combat. Yeah. 3D yeah, combat. As opposed, to, as opposed so, to 2D combat? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that. yeah, my uh, fucking loon. <laughs> 
my uh, fantasy, we'll see if I ever get around to actually building it, is to have like clear plastic tiles that stack up and with like a certain distance, like maybe 12 inches in between each kind of panel and then have like an ocean floor on the bottom and make it like decently tall so it won't be very broad. Like a cube. Yeah, but it... Do it, a cube. It'll have to be more like a... Almost like a skyscraper structure. Like it'll have to be narrower on the side so that you can actually reach your arm into the middle. Sure. Uh, I put a lot of thought into this, believe me. Uh, so yeah, so then you can literally play underwater and in all dimensions. You can go up, down, left, right. Cool idea. I don't think it would work very I well. I haven't worked out all the yeah. all the specs and like well, this is a fantasy board, right? Like, of course. Yeah. But that would be your like what you'd what you'd really want to try and experience. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty unique. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not really Have you ever heard board. of space physics? <laughs> I played on a uh, on a I think I played a game with you Mark where it was like interesting I'm not sure where you guys got the idea but where if you got like knocked off you you, were, you oh, fell yeah. this was, was gonna this be the my asteroid yeah so like yeah. we this we were doing like a death watch RPG right and they, they, yeah, we were playing really we cool played one. just like a like um what you call it um Words? No, yes, That's words. It. No, the, like a, what, pen and, a pen and paper. What was the game we were playing? Death though? Watch. No, what we weren't playing Death Watch. We were playing 40k. Yeah, ath, ath, like it was a made-up game. I made up the game completely. Yeah. It was called oh. Astro Wardens. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, it was just a. It was, it was a like pen. a blend between RPG and tabletop. Yeah, exactly. Like you, each guy was contr- in control of one space marine. They level them up. They get new war gear and whatever. But yeah, so this board, the way I designed it was. Uh, I actually like cut out a bunch of like styrofoam chunks or whatever styrofoam rocks. Me and Christian, I think Christian helped me, and Eric. <laughs> this was a group effort. It might have been I, I don't the universal. No, I, I remember <laughs> yeah. building it because I remember cutting out shapes. Yeah, so <laughs> we cut out a for. bunch of shapes and then we had a, bla- uh, a black backdrop and then we speckled like white stars onto it and then we had the rocks and they would just move. Yeah, from left to right. Every, every time, turn. every time someone like we'd finished a full rotation of turns, like the DM had to like move the asteroids that were in motion like a certain amount down the field. And if you like weren't still on the playable field by the time those were done, like you got you got lost or something. Yeah, for, like, we were, I was going to take you out of the game. Yeah, like, for a certain number of rotations until like you came back yeah. as because like, it was rotating around. Yeah. Right, that was a really cool one. But space physics, yeah, exactly. that was where we like, got hooked up on it. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah. How, how do you? Have I've you, never been to space. Is right. my problem. Me neither. Yeah, and I've definitely never fired a bolter in space. <laughs> well, there's no recoil. Uh. <clears throat> well, if the last Jedi has taught place. us anything, we can drop bombs in space. Yeah, you don't even need a spacesuit <laughs> to be able to spy. My rationalization space. is magnets. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why won't the magnets just? Suck the bomb up into your own bomber. Then look, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have explained it if it was. But the anyway. casual observer <laughs> would not question it. Okay, except everyone who's ever watched it. But I digress. Yeah, moving observer. on, moving on. Yeah. But that was a really cool one. It was very unique, and yeah. I have never played on one it's, like that again. It's too complex for like a regular game. I think yes, because you have too many units and too many moving parts. But for like an RPG type setting, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I don't know, maybe do you want to try and figure out a way to do it? Like, <laughs> tabletop? We can do it. We have the technology. Well, it's just unfortunate because this planet doesn't have an asteroid belt. So, Oh, maybe not? a warp storm opens up <gasps> and all more. of a sudden... All of a sudden... <laughs> yes! I, okay, I'm done. Tell me! <laughs> 
Mark, what would be your favorite board that you have played on or one that you really would like to play on? Yeah, so I, I stumble into the the same category as Jordan where it's like when we were doing that Astro Warden Space Marine RPG, we ended up making boards for a lot of the places that we actually fought on, like painted and everything. Yeah. So I'd fall into one of them. Like the Asteroid one was really sweet. We also did... Uh, like a bunch of sewer system fighting ones. Oh, we even had like um, a Tyranid Hive ship that was like yes, corridors. with the sphincter. Yeah, like we did a lot of cool ones where like it would not make for a good 40k game, but it was perfect and sweet and it looked awesome for. Yeah, it really like helped the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I could just choose any board I wanted to. It would just be, yeah, some type of massive city fight board, like just... Unspoiled city or, like, ruined city already seen a fight? Like, do you, do you prefer the ruins? Both. 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 Like, like okay. if we're top and, like, you know, we have infinite money and we play on the ideal board, like, um, I don't know if Games Workshop still has rules for destructible buildings, um, but they did. So, like, you literally have an unspoiled city, and while you're playing, you're like purposely like okay tank regiment shoot down that building and it collapses on somebody you know right and then you put down uh a ruin yeah yeah i think something that can keeps coming up like you both said this now is like dynamic terrain yeah which i think is like fantastic even like um if you ever played gears of war multiplayer where the maps Oof. maps change right yes. so you're on a snow world and you have like an avalanche to come in and just like completely change the layout of the map you know yeah. you could have sandstorms and like just you know dynamic weather dynamic terrain that really yeah. changes the game i'd be totally down for or that. even like bombs dropping or something yeah <laughs> leaving like, creators yeah. well yeah. we we kind of did that um we had like templates for any time we blew <clears throat> up a vehicle it would become like a shattered vehicle because that becomes yeah. dangerous terrain then right when a vehicle yeah back like, in the back in the day yeah. oh no, we'll, that doesn't we'll exist else. anymore i i don't know man oh i've We've played, I played one game of 8th edition. I even read the and rules. It, and it was like 50 points. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. But we did have like a lot of ways to change it, um, yeah. especially with what we were interacting with. Maybe not buildings, but that like, obviously, I want to immerse myself in as possible. Yeah, exactly. So it's just what's, what's cap- what are you capable of? What are you willing to spend money on? Yeah. And can you agree on rules for it? Because I also think that's something well, I, I get, need to agree when I can just tell <laughs> that's, you when you can just be right. Like I get <laughs> I get hooked up on that a lot is like the balancing of some things that Mark and I actually probably disagree on most like out like third party balancing stuff when we're trying to figure stuff out on our own to add into the game. Yeah, it's that's a tough thing for us to do. <laughs> tough thing thing for him to do. Okay. Like once again, when you're right, you're right. You know. Yeah, like, a crew talks should be twenty six points. Yeah, as opposed to. 87, like you thought. No, 26 is what I said. Well, you think I went lower than you that? You went way lower. You were like 18 or something. I'm pulling out my phone, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you made me do this. Uh, yeah, but terrain, that's pretty cool. But what are you working on in terms of models? Uh, kind of like Mark, I have a lot of different projects on the go. Uh, currently, my two big projects are an orc army that I started not that long ago. Uh-oh, Mark's giving me a look. What, what did I say? Did you find it? Did you write this down somewhere? <laughs> he has a book of grudges. <laughs> <laughs> did you find it? I did. What did I said say? 20. I said... I thought you were going like you were going like Space Marine equivalent when we were talking. You were going absurdly high. Like, I think it was 26. No, I think that's like... I think originally I said 20, and then we kind of did some like math crunching, 
and then it ended up at Space Marine level. I'm like, there's no way there's Space mm-hmm. Marine level. So then we just took like a Thunder Wolf and one other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember wh- that. Whatever thing. the case may be. It, I was higher than you were than you were. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, one Christian. Was, <laughs> one thought a Krutox was, or a, a Krutox, no, what are they? Fucking, a Narlock Rider. Oh, the Narlock. A Narlock right. Rider is the equivalent of a Terminator, so that's laughable. And then the other one was more reasonable and thought Who it was. Who thought it was a. You term- thought it was worth a Terminator. Oh. Which is not reasonable. I don't remember how I thought that because. Because that's yeah. like, because we added up a Thunderwolf and like the Krut, and that's how much it would add to. But it's oh. like, but it's like that. It's not a Terminator equivalent. Gotcha. Yeah, but whatever. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Derailed. Bonus episode. Bonus <laughs> Another episode. old one. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Christian. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm starting uh, an orc army. Um, one thing I'm really fascinated by is like orc sizing and like how the biggest orc rules. Um, I've seen other people do this, so I was kind of inspired to it. But to take a demon prince model to make my war boss, and then scale down from there, and then with so all like. I'm true scaling space marines. Christian's true, true scaling, scaling orcs. orcs. Like <laughs> Eric, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> what are Nothing. you true scaling? <laughs> he's a millimeters guy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. He, millimeters. He only matter, thinks okay? in millimeters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of my one project, and my other project uh, was for. Can we talk a little bit more about your orcs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I want to scale down from the war boss size. Um, so then the next like size down would be like knobs, and I'm looking at different models for them. I haven't bought anything yet. Um, I'm going to tweak around with it, but almost those, I, I forget what they're called, they're almost like rat ogres, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. from fantasy. Yeah, so uh, Warhammer Fantasy rat ogres would kind of, I got to compare their sizes to the demon prints and see where they sit. <clears throat> yeah, I think and, they're a little smaller. But, yeah. yeah, so I kind of want like a knob squad that's still bigger than regular orcs, and then scale down to the fantasy orcs that are a lot bigger than even the 40k orc models. Yeah. And then scale down again to the regular 40k models and just, you know, yeah. progressively go down. Because in the lore, Gazkul Mega Urg Thraka is 16 feet tall. Yeah. And you like, don't like you don't see that when you see a war boss no, model. Not at right? all. Yeah. No, like, the scaling is super like, wrong with him. Yeah. With all like with all the Warhammer orcs, is really yeah. bad about scaling things equivalently. Like you have, you know, <laughs> yeah, Imperial true. guardsmen that are as tall as space marines. You have space marines that couldn't even fit in their vehicles like Yeah. Yeah, it, it, none of it makes sense scale-wise. So I really want to Yeah, cuz it's all balanced around the game itself and, and it ruins my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you true scale. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the thing I'm going for. Is yeah, it's 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 very cool. What like, about the the theme of your army? I'm not totally set on that. I, I thought have, you were doing all the clams. Yeah, there's that. That's as much as I got though. Like, oh, I, I but you are like that. you'll you'll be pulling like specific yeah. So clams. I'm going to be using parts from as much of the orc range as I can, and even some third party bits, and kind of <gasps> like blasphemy <laughs> have a. <laughs> Have like a not on this podcast. <laughs> um, I have a each kind of group of orcs represent kind of the ideal version of themselves. You know, so like your snake bites are a lot, you know, less technologically advanced, maybe a lot more melee oriented. Have more leathers and things and furs that they're wearing. Um, you'll have like you know some goths that have more heavy armor, like a, have darker color. I want to unify them with with their color scheme, but I want you to be able to kind of tell like each tribe. Based on how they look, is the unifying something that you think the orcs would do, or is it your own interpret? Like this is what you need to see. You need to, it needs a little to, bit of both. I think it would look bad. You really think the orcs would unify? Like they care about their colors? Well, well here's the thing. Yeah, like colors mean things in orc culture, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, but how many are there? Like five, six colors? colors? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Eric's colorblind. colorblind. <laughs> no, 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 no. How many? How many colors are there that, that orcs care about? 
Like, you could pick any color and you could make up a made-up reason for it. But, like, right. but that, that means, means, that means there's no unifying because then you could have 30 different colors that these yeah. orcs care about, right? Yeah. And that's what I, I'm wondering. I see, I see what you're saying. Like, I think a rainbow army would fit with orcs. And to me, thematically, it would make more sense. But in terms of unifying under a single color, I think that's more for your own aesthetics. Yeah, I, I think it would look bad if everything was, like... I get orcs are hodgepodgey, but it would look bad if it was, you know, in the extreme where you look like a rainbow. It, yes. You know, marching and around. I it's agree. not very threatening. I agree, like, if I was to look at him, I'd be like, why does it look like such a pile? Yeah. Right? A mishmash. Now, I understand what orcs are. So, as soon as you were to explain, like, these guys are, the, like, all the seven different clans, and these what they think about, like, the theme makes sense to me. But yeah. coming in from the outside, it would look gross. Yeah, so I, I got to ride that line, right? Like, I do want them to differentiate a little bit based on colors and things, but I want it to look like they fit in one army together under this one war boss. So yeah. that's kind of that thing. And then my other project is Thunder Warriors. Thunder Warriors. Oh, I think I told you that one guy was really happy. Woody. <laughs> yeah. twice, twice now I've mentioned Woody. <laughs> yeah. he, he really liked them. I, I even took some pictures of you guys. And oh, said, did That's you? awesome. Without my consent, did you? I always take pictures of you <laughs> without, without my consent. consent. Well, if you're in his garage, you're getting photos taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a little bit behind that, I think that, that was more lore-driven. Um, so I had finished, I started this way back a while ago, but I'd finished reading uh, the Horse Heresy book. Um, I forget which one it's called, but there's... Unremembered. No. No. Um, hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Mark will look it up. But anyways, there's uh, the last two Thunder Warriors in it. And they escape with Gene Seed. Spoilers, uh, if anyone's listening. Yeah, so they escape with uh, Gene Seed. There's a lot, like maybe with, when we talk about Thunder Warriors in one of the lore episodes. Yeah, Thunder make, Warriors are really cool. So. Make a lot more sense, yeah. But anyways, point is there's only two left in the whole galaxy. They run away and they're trying to fix whatever genetic deficiencies they have. Genetic so, time bomb, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, kind of what I thought is like, you know, 10,000 years later, they've made some progress. In secret. In secret, and uh, they've proven to be rather intelligent and resourceful. So they've made a comeback. You know, they've had ten thousand years of like, you know, equipping arms and training, tra- training, and creating more of themselves and replicating and kind of doing away using the gene seed to do away with their flaws. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the rationale behind them. So what I did is I took Stormcast Eternal models. Um, I've seen this done before where they try to make them look like the old Thunder Warriors, but the point I'm trying to make is these are Thunder Warriors in 40k. Um, so they've actually adapted to 40K. exactly, yeah. So they've they they're not wearing the armor they wore initially, right? Which that, was like super antique power armor, yeah, and also like not environmentally sealed. Yeah, right. like it has all these drawbacks. It doesn't make yeah. sense for you know for yeah. them to be in 40k and be like viable and still have that exactly yeah. right. And they're not constrained by like the the Imperium because they should be dead. Um, so they don't have the same constraints on technology and things like that. They don't have the same hookups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hangups. Yeah. And it's they also don't hook up, okay? <laughs> Are you saying they don't have penises? They might. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't. Have know. you checked? I haven't. <laughs> have you Penis checked? check. <laughs> yeah. uh, that book is called uh, The Outcast Dead. Yeah, The book, Outcast Book eight. Yeah, so when I read that, I got That's inspired. Pretty far in. Yeah. Yeah, I got inspired, picked up a bunch of Stormcast models, and started to do that with them. I'm so yeah, sick of seeing Stormcast Eternals. I, I, yeah, oh and you know what? It, it, rides, it runs in the face of everything that makes me mad about 40K. <laughs> like, they're really just another Space Marine variation. One yeah. On one hand, you're like, I hate you, and on the other one, you're buying Stormcast Eternals. <laughs> yeah, I just liked it because it's kind of my own thing, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, the way you did your lore, too, is like, they don't fight for the Imperium. Yeah, so um, they're kind of 
because they have the mentality of the emperor, they walked alongside the emperor, the emperor made them, and they're still loyal to the emperor. They're loyal to the idea of what the Imperium was supposed to be and not what it is. Um, so they are brought into direct conflict with what the Imperium stands for today. Absolutely, like the entire ecclesiarchy to them. Yeah, is, all of it. It's abhorrent, right? The, yeah. the Imperium is not the Imperium that they've... Yeah, like especially when like they were fighting on Terra. Terra, one of their big things was going around and wrecking every church, yeah. wrecking religion. Yeah, like right. So the, the Emperor... Reu- like, the reunification wars? Is yeah. that what those were? Yeah. Yeah. Unification of Terra, yeah. So yeah, like you know, overthrowing you know despotic warlords and things like that, and then they turn around and look at what the Imperium's become. It's become like an antithesis to everything that they, they, they fought for. Exactly. So they're jaded. They don't see, and they also like see space reigns as being weaker versions of themselves, which, which like they, they are, are physically, yeah. but also like um, you could say spiritually they're weaker in that like half of them created this Imperium, right? They they. Fell to chaos, and that's yeah. not something a Thunder Warrior has ever done. So they're like, "Oh, you guys are." Well, there's both. only two of them. So, well, that's the thing they've created more. <laughs> but, but yeah, they look back and they're like, "They're no Grey Knights." No, no, and uh, you know, I'm open to the idea of even them, some of them falling to chaos. But the point is, is that the Imperium isn't the Imperium that they belong to or aspire for, and they'll fight it just as much as they'll fight Xenos and every other. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, like the Space Marines who like replaced them did a horrible job so exactly they and they're like grudge. we can do better yeah. you know yeah. we're still yeah. fighting for the it's, emperor but yeah in a different way we're fighting what they believe is the correct exactly so they yeah. feel vindicated and justified yeah which is always yeah, dangerous. they'll kill space marines and they don't care because yeah. Yeah. you know they see them as lesser than and yeah. weak better that yeah. we kill you than you turn to chaos yeah, yeah exactly right. so let's talk about two more things with them yep. um first would be how did you convert them um, a lot of it is bringing 40k weapons into the Stormcast um, arsenal. So lots of you know chain weapons specifically. Um, they're known to be brutal and like close combat is kind of their specialty. So I wanted to try and like capitalize on that in looks. So yeah, like lots of chain weapons. I think chain weapons they might not be the best close combat weapons, but they look they're, the most they're brutal. brutal. Yeah, yeah, and like when they're fighting on Terra, like that's what they were going yeah. for. Like a lot of times armies would uh, yield. Just like hearing that Thunder Warriors were coming, coming because, because there was nothing else like them. Really. Yeah, yeah. And they like they so savage, hyper violent. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they kill everything, and that's one of the reasons that they were gotten rid of. Is yeah, they don't like differentiate. They will just annihilate. Their Sorry, enemy. on a, a slight aside, did you guys see uh, that thing that described the Primaris Marines and how um, they were so violent? That like a couple Marines even like backed away and were like, oh, "Whoa, this is a, like well, too that's much." Blood Angel thing. Yeah, and that yeah, no, that's, no, no, that's Death Company, like yeah. or uh, Blood Angel, primary, almost Death Company type guys, because yeah. supposedly the flaw isn't coming out. It's not supposed to be represented in the primary Marines, but then I forget if it was actually Corbulo or another. Uh, what, is that in the main ghost. rule book? Because uh, I, I don't know if it was a, reading the no, Blood Angel story. I think it's in a novel. Yeah, yeah I think it's a story. No, it was in like a side. It was like in a side note of a book. I think they have a book on it, though. Oh, like, I see. Me and like, Christian yeah. both know exactly that, what you're talking oh, about. Okay. We're yeah. on the exact same page. All right. Yeah, because yeah, it seems to me like the primary, like from what I read, is that like the primaries were like are more aggressive and more like more no, violent than a regular marine. No, it's very it's catered to blood angels. And, oh, okay. Yeah, like, All right. Ultramarine one is not like going to be like that. No. Um, so that actually leads perfectly into the next question. Oh, well, yeah, so you just toss bolters and chainswords and power packs on Stormcast, yeah. essentially. So, yeah, the other thing, too, is making their power armor look like power armor. So, yeah, a lot of the backpacks, things like that. Yeah. Um, grenades. Grenades, pouches, yeah, exactly. Things know. that bring them, you know, more into a, a modern, quote-unquote, 
uh, Battlefield aesthetic. Yeah. Um, their and helmets, then the, the not... cool thing, too, that you did with the bolters was it's not like you just took a Space Marine bolter and slapped it on. Uh, you took, like, like an Umbra pattern one. Like, you took, like, a Forge World yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a heresy pattern. Yeah, like, so it, it doesn't... It looks more... It looks different, but you can still tell it's a bolter. Yeah. But it's not just... You didn't slap an Aquila bolter on. No, 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 yeah. You know? That's the thing. I'm staying away from any iconography or anything that can identify them as, like, loyal to the Imperial regime. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is that a lot of those older bolter patterns have a more brutal design. Like, that's the thing yeah. I'm going for is a lot of brutality in, yeah. in what they look like. Yeah. Again, to kind of capture the essence of the army. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have a more brutal-looking weapon and arsenal. Yeah. Um, I do use some of the storm Stormcast weapons, too. I, li- I do like their aesthetic as well. So it's kind of a toss-up. And their yeah. helmets, I'm not totally committed on either I way. I still think you should replace them. Yeah. With, uh, the, uh, I mean, there's... Uh, there's there's in lore explanations for both. Like if you look yeah. at old, old um, Thunder Warrior art, some of them have face plates, yeah. and then some of them have like the classic visor that almost looks like an Imperial Guard helmet. And then there's oh, another pattern. That's kind of cool. I've never seen that one. Oh, that's like the classic Thunder oh, Warrior design. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, haven't, then, I haven't seen too much artwork when it comes to the Thunder Warriors. Okay, yeah. And then the last uh, kind of pattern, it looks kind of like a Space Rain helmet. Yeah. So I'm in between that on the head. So I'm not. I'm not settled on that Space Rain helmet. That, I kind of like that, that chaos one with yeah. the top knot. Yeah, because they had it. That that's the best. Yeah, and it'll just make their helmet too, like with the rebreather on it. Yeah, it just it'll adds look more, one more touch. Yeah, but yeah, they look pretty sweet. Um, for rules wise, you you use Blood Angel Death Company guys because your logic, our logic behind it was like they are like stronger, yep. like they're faster, they're. They're like berserkers you know, yeah. when they fight. Yeah. yeah. You know, they get more attacks and like they fit, they don't feel as much pain. And we're talking about seven, seventh edition rules too. Yeah. So. That's the thing too is that we uh, decided on that before eighth edition came out. So. I, I don't know if I want to change them to maybe a Primaris like offshoot or whatever the Blood Angel versions look like. We'll see. Well, I'm not, I'm not yeah. settled on that. Well, but I want them to be, you know, or even custodes, dare I say it. Oh, fuck. Anti-custode models. Boo. Boo, indeed. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. They got to be, stat line-wise, you know, better than a standard space ring because yeah. that's what they are in the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the backstory on my stuff. Eric. Yo. Oh, boy. Uh, what am I working on? Uh, well, very recently, uh, I've decided to tackle on filling out, like, a Necron army. Mm. Um, but you... Yeah, you've been a Necron guy for a while. Yeah, I've always liked Necron, uh, even before they were the new Cron. Yeah. Like, when they were the old Cron, that was, like, when I first stepped into it, and I had, you know, bought some models and a monolith and whatever. But kind of it dropped off for a little bit for me. I don't know. I stopped collecting for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all reached those. Yeah, a little impasse. But then I, I stepped back into Gene Stealer cults, and then I painted, <laughs> like, I painted like three models, and I'm like, fuck this shit, and I put down the paintbrush. It's, I don't have the patience for that. So uh, you go back into your standard no-effort uh, Necron. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do something more than just a playable army. Um, like, I, we're all narrative, like, we love the lore. Like, yeah. as you can tell, we haven't played 8th edition, <laughs> and we're seven months into 8th edition, yeah. you know, like... For real, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to, it to have 
like a, a feeling to what I was building. Yeah. Um, so originally I was like, well, there are a couple like really well-known dynasties that are emerging in um, the universe right now. And I was like, well, why don't I do like, I look at each dynasty, kind of break it down into what I think its specialties are and then build just troop choices around that. And then when I field the whole thing, like um, if the Sotek is just known for having like a lot of warriors, you bring warriors painted from the Sotek dynasty. Yeah. Uh, the Novoks are, the Novok dynasty is known for being like particularly bloodthirsty. Um, what they would do is when they were back, when they were Necrontur, they would paint themselves in the blood of their enemies. And yeah. that's even translated as Necron. Now they have, they paint their heads and their shoulder pads red. How how would you have you thought how you'd represent that like on tabletop? Um, I, not really, hmm. right? Be, especially because there's not like, a lot of variety when it comes like no, there's no physical aspect of Necron. Like the one thing you could do for them yeah. is use a lot of immortals. That because like yes, it's the they warrior. they were the warrior cast of the Necron. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and that is a possibility. The the one thing that Necron is missing is melee. That's, yeah. that's the one thing like, that they got flayed ones, but but flayed ones to me don't belong in an army. Yeah, right. Because yeah. the Necron hate the flayed ones and they view them as detestable. So yeah. a flayed one will show up and a Necron will deal with the the elder that they're fighting. But as soon as the elder are dead, they're destroying the flayed ones. Yeah. So I would never want to put them and assemble them and say that they're from the same army. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what it boiled down to is Mark and I were hashing this out of you know what are the different dynasties I would pick. Um, something that both Mark and Christian warned me against was having too many different crazy color schemes and then trying to field them all at once. It comes down to that orc thing again. That the we rainbow. Just yeah. Yeah. Like th- maybe thematically it makes complete sense that I have like seven different dynasties and they're all painted completely differently. But as soon as I play them on the board, it just looks like a hash, yeah. like a mishmash. Yeah. And I get that. And, and I think I've kind of, for the most part, I've conceded <laughs> that and I've kind of given up on that dream. Um, of having just like all your dreams <laughs> that's not true at all I've given up on the dream of, of having like seven completely separate dynasties and so all I did now is I went through every single known dynasty and I read its little blurb did some more research on it so the Sotek is like the biggest one uh, dynasty right now it uh, completely surrounds the Tau Empire <laughs> and it probably covers like 15% of the entire Ultramar Segmentum yeah, like it's segmentum. A, yeah, it's a it's a huge. It's dynasty. massive. So, like, what I'm planning on doing right now is building an army worthy of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking my language. <laughs> no, I, 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 if you look in the seventh edition Necron Codex, it kind of breaks down what a, a Decurian Legion would be and how many units of each is in that. Yeah. And I'm pretty much going to follow that exact thing, maxing it out completely. So when you look, it says, it describes the royal court. And it says, in your royal court, you have one overlord. Or if you're doing Sotek, it would be Imotek, the Stormlord. And then you would have one to three lords. But for me, since it's the Sotek dynasty, I'll put three lords out. Yeah. This is you have one to three cryptics, but you know there's uh, Illuminor Saris and Orican the Diviner, who are unnamed heroes, but they yeah. are cryptics, and you can just use them. Yeah. And then it talks about okay, then you have your Reclamation Legion, and it has. So the crazy thing about this is that a Reclamation le- Legion has anywhere from uh, one to eight. I thought it was two. Is it two? Two to eight? Yeah, oh, you're right, because it was troop choices back then. Yeah, sorry. Either way. You're right. So two to eight um, Necrom troop choices. Yeah. So if I do eight Necron troops, that's a minimum, and I will do eight, but that's a minimum 80 guys 
But then you think well, about think oh about yeah, this. minimum, yeah, minimum, because they can go up to twenty. Exactly, <laughs> a Necron troop choice can have twenty guys. So if I fully complete this, I will have a hundred and twenty Necron warriors, you, and that is will, a small portion of the army I'm trying to do. Yeah, you will also have my utmost respect <laughs> and admiration, but it, which is worth more than any amount of Necron it's just warriors. Insane, because they also say for especially for the Reclamation Legion, it's one or more. Yeah. So, and so the Reclamation Legion, it has immortals, it has a lord, it has warriors, it has, oh, zero to three monoliths. So one Reclamation Legion has three <laughs> monoliths, guys. Yeah. And then it has all these things, a lot of stuff. But then you can make multiple Reclamation Legions. Yeah. So then it would be 240 Necron Warriors. <laughs> so this Somebody is a him. rabbit trail that yeah. I've started. But it's sweet. Like, people often, like, try to collect an entire Space Marine chapter. Yeah. But you're trying to do, like, something similar where you have this grand scheme you're never going to field an entire space marine oh, chapter just no. like you're never going to field that entire 180 guys but it's going to look fucking good on a shelf <laughs> <laughs> in a glass case that i never touch yeah um and the the main reason i want to do this um i i like the fact that there's no end goal yeah. really because i i honestly think it's going to be impossible for me to ever fully complete it um but i suck at painting I really do. Like, I just, I don't have the patience for it. But Necron, to me, like, I'm watching these, like, videos by Duncan. Yeah. Uh, the paint god. <laughs> Bless his soul. Bless. Twice. Thank you, Duncan. <laughs> Two thin coats. Two thin coats. Um, but I'm watching videos by him, and I, I was building my Necron Overlord the other night and just watching him paint the Necron Overlord and the Necron Warrior, and it, he just makes it look so simple. Yeah. I'm like, I can, like, I, can I can do that. I can definitely do that. <laughs> so we'll see how it turns out. Uh, I, like, literally just bought my first starting of it the other day. Yeah. And I'm getting pretty excited. Yeah, it's going to be sweet, man. Like, yeah. Like, um, just to see all of it on a shelf, I might even clear your space. Yes. Like, it's going to be sweet. Like, <laughs> Excellent. And, and I like, too, that, like, most likely the way you're going to do it, too, is you're going to paint all that stuff that you just bought before yeah. you buy anything No, else. exactly. Like, like, I won't permit myself to buy anything more yeah. until I've painted completely what and, I have. Yeah, and I think that's a good check to make it so you don't just end up like someone we know who just keeps buying Space Marine box set after Space Marine box set, yet he, he only has five built guys right. and they're not even Space Marines. Right, exactly. It makes you really wonder about that man's motivations behind buying box set after box set. Christian, look I'm at a it. collector. Look at you, bud. Um, no, but that's very real. Another thing for me is um, painting has always been a drudgery. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with like Necron and the fact that they're just really simple, that yeah. I'll enjoy it a lot more and I'll yeah. feel like I'm doing a lot more yeah. with it. Well, like personally, yeah, like I hated painting too. I still really do hate painting. Yeah. But like when you pump out a model that actually looks good, you get that boost of, oh, it wasn't it, that bad. It was worth it in the yeah, end, yeah. you know? So with Necron, like yeah, you definitely. Def- dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a drug. scientific. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. So you'll definitely be able to do that with a Necron. Like, it's a Necron. Yeah. You'll be able to paint it. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, And I I still do want to have some aspects of other um, dynasties. I want to have a little bit of flavor when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. So uh, Trazen the Infinite, um, he's actually part of the Nihilak dynasty. Yeah. Which I'm not doing, but I do want to collect every named hero. Yeah. And, um, no, sorry. Anrakir, the Traveler. Yeah. Trace in the Infinite is part of Sotek. No, 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 no. no. no he's Nanokir too, I believe. He starts with an N. 
I can't say it, but I know it starts with an N. Oh, I have it all written down on a paper in my room yeah, somewhere, yeah. but I've just been going through so many names. Uh, that they yeah, and it's lost. not even English, so right. it's like, how it's do you... more difficult. Yeah. But Anric here, the Traveler, he's actually uh, given up his position in his uh, dynasty because he just believes he's on like a crusade to travel to every dynasty to bring them back into what he believes is the correct fold. Yeah. Which is like kind of like what every other <laughs> Faron would think. But he, I, I feel like he does it more through like negotiations and like remember who we were than force, exactly. which is what other Necron yeah, might Because he's, he's left his dynasty, yeah. right? Someone else can pick up the shreds of what he did. But um, he actually travels around with uh, this the group of, of immortals that were like his warriors. Oh, do we remember what they were called? I don't. Like the Peerless or something? I thought they were something very similar to the Eternal Guard or like very similar to like Immortal. Ah, it's something. I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But what's cool about um, Anrakir is he his energy is blue. So a lot of that is explained with um, radiation and that cryptics are able to translate that radiation into powering up the um, weapons and the soldiery of the Necron, which would change the hue from a blue, or sorry, from a green to a blue. And this was uh, one of the traps you said not to do, Christian, is, is, you know, keep the theme, right? Like, if you're going to do a bunch of different dynasties, at the very least, keep all yeah. the energy green. Yeah, like a central color. Exactly, yeah. Them. So I've kind of given up on the idea of doing multiple dynasties, but I still want to have him because he's a named character. So I'll do him and then a single unit of immortals. And then any time that I field him, like, I'll field the immortals, and I won't feel bad fielding the rest as Sotek Dynasty because he's just showing up and he wants to help them. What, you found that, Mark? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Pyrian Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that's the warriors that he initially started with. So they've followed him in it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. There's a lot to do. Um, never ending. It'll be sweet. A lot of fucking money <laughs> when I <laughs> look at it. Whatever. Like, yeah. Over the course of 10 years, I don't give a rip. Yeah. Right? It's just paper. Yeah. So. Set phone, set reminder to check in with Eric's army progress in 10 years. 10 years from now. <laughs> How many have you done, Eric? Two warriors, <laughs> fully painted. Uh, yeah, that that's what I'm working on right now. No, oh, it's so sweet. Um, it's totally one of those things that you put away for a little bit and you collect like uh, some Black Templar, right? And pay a little those, and then you go back to your Necron. And but it's it's I've found my army. I want to like build. Yeah, this is the army I want to build. After hearing you like going over all that with you, like I'm just itching to do like a, a Tau similar version of that, like but. a Sept or like a what do they call them? A cadre. Um, Hunter cadre is that? Yeah, that's like their military, like, like equivalent to like a company. Or, when when they send out a sept, though, what's that called? Like when oh, or, like, no, when they uh, have their sphere, sphere of expansion. Yeah, when they have their sphere of expansion, Doing a whole sphere of expansion that'd, that'd be, be too many. like unreasonable. Yeah. Well, no, you, you, you just like never hunter, stop. Hunter cadre, you just never stop. You just never stop. Even hunter cadres would be hard to collect nice. like an entire thing. But what what is the manta? Is that the right vehicle? Like it, that's like their ship. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that have like how many? Like it has like hammerheads in the manta. Yeah. That's what you need to buy. So I need another fucking $2,000 mod. Right, exactly. To All go right. beside the Warlord Titan that you have. I'll start. Uh, start saving. No, no, no. It's not about saving. Put it's it on about the credit convincing card. the wife. No, it's about <laughs> not It's leave. slowly <laughs> embezzling funds out of the account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm working on the Necron. Christian's working on his Orc and his uh, Stormcast. Thunder Warriors. Whatever. I like the Thunder Warriors. I hate the Stormcast Eternals. Mark's working on his 
Sanity. 40 different <laughs> shelf armies. Trying to get it sorted out. Jordan, I know you're not currently working on anything. Uh, I'm working on the podcast. <laughs> you're a podcast guy. Aww. And we appreciate that. What if, if there was something that you wanted to, what, what would you do? Like just an army? Yeah. Like if you were like, yeah, there's an army I want to build and I want to paint and I want to play as. Oh, uh, probably the Eldar. I think you cool. said that the last time yeah. we asked. We asked yeah. him that before. I yeah. forget. Yeah, it's I've, th- I've thought about it care. more. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think if I were to start a new army, I'd, that's probably the direction I would go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was a long one. It's fun though. It's nice to talk about the things you're passionate about. Yeah, like every other podcast gets to. Why don't <laughs> Why we get to talk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys, to our bonus episode. Um, hey, what are your ideas? Right, like what is something you're working on? Just post a picture on our page. Yeah, like, we to don't me, do that's that. really no really one does cool. That. Yeah, yeah. I want to po- see stuff. Post a picture of your works in progress. We had that one guy, and he like lit it up. He had a diorama with those lights. Do you remember that, or was that a was, personal message? Uh, oh, I guess that would have been. It wouldn't have been on like our front page. I don't know how oh. Facebook works. I don't that's know a problem. But yeah, uh, send us pictures. Uh, show us what you're working on. Tell us why you think um, Stormcast Eternals as Thunder Warriors is the dumbest thing you've ever heard um give jordan some inspiration from his eldar if you have painted eldar show it up so maybe he'll go buy some stuff yeah help me launder money right <laughs> help me launder money anyways um see you later guys thank you peace see you later